Happy Monday. Welcome to Off the Mat. I am Melissa and I'm the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. And today we're talking about thriving. So I wanted to do a post today. It's our it's officially our second day of our Thrive Challenge. But this morning I went and I looked in the Thrive 2024 Facebook group and what I posted yesterday or I thought I posted isn't there. So I don't know if I posted it to a different page by accident or it just didn't post for some reason. So I'm going to go and look um, today in a little bit. I'm going to do get on my computer soon and do some work. Um, but we're talking about thriving. We're talking about the next 30 days sinking down into those things that make you thrive. So we're going to do a meditation. And I just want to throw some thoughts out there for you um, about the word thrive and what that really can mean for us for the next 30 days. And here's a hint. It is not about being more productive or taking care of more obligations. I've been thinking a lot about thrive and how it relates to what we're focusing on right now. So my word for the year is fika. It is a Swedish word that means two things. It means literally like take a coffee break. They say, I'm going to take my fika. And it's also sort of this philosophy of life. And it means to slow down and enjoy the good things. So I've been thinking about the coffee slash tea break thing a lot. Um, because what they do in Sweden is they take an actual break. They say, I'm going to go have my coffee. And so they go to wherever and they sit down there with their coffee and they chat with a friend or they people watch or they listen to music. What they do not do on their coffee break is work because it is their break. Whereas, and I've said this, I think maybe last episode and I said it in class a couple times. What we do is we say, oh, I need some coffee. And so you run down to wherever coffee shop. And if you live like I lived in Chicago, I lived in I my first job was in a really big building that had, you know, you never had to leave the building. If you could have caught the train inside the building, you literally never had to leave the building. But there were coffee shops and restaurants and all kinds of stuff in the first floor of the big building. And so you'd run downstairs, you know, grab your coffee, go upstairs. And you considered that time of being in the elevator, waiting in line for your coffee and going back upstairs in the elevator as sort of your break time. And then you would sit with your coffee and go back to work. So there's no really enjoying the good things in life. It was just traveling to get coffee and traveling back. But in the United States, we consider that a break a lot. Or I'm going to go take a coffee break. You grab your laptop from your desk. You sit at the coffee shop working while you're having your coffee. And then you go back upstairs. And you're thinking in your head like, well, I'm stepping away from whatever it is, the project I'm working on. Let me sit downstairs with my coffee and go through my emails. And for some reason we consider that a break in this country. So I've been thinking a lot about that and thriving. So it's Thrive Challenge. I'm asking you to really embrace this idea of slowing down to thrive. And what is that? And I know it's so 
counterintuitive if you're in the United States. It doesn't feel like slowing down feels like thriving. And I know that feeling like when I am just being productive and I'm getting it done and I'm hitting out of the park, I feel like, whew, Melissa, you are on top of it. You are, you know, and I'm patting myself on the back nonstop. And what I'm really doing is a lot of that time I'm running myself ragged. I'm not eating that well. I'm not taking breaks. You know, I'm grabbing food on the go. Sometimes I'm not sleeping that well. Or I'm like, oh, I'll just, I'll get up super early and, you know, jump back on it. So I'm not getting enough hours of sleep. And really, is that something to pat myself on the back for? I'm trading my mental and physical health for productivity. And this is all about, and if you want to read more about this idea, it's in Rest is Resistance. It's a lot of places right now, but Rest is Resistance is the book that I've been reading this last year, going back over, writing notes, talking about, teaching about. Um, whereas what I've learned by focusing on last year, my word of the year was ease. And then a good chunk of the year, our yoga family focused on the word rest. And what I've learned in focusing on ease and rest is that when I sink down and I let go of that busyness and that productivity and the, that obligatory whatever, you know, projects or parties or coffee dates, those things that I don't really want to do, but I will do for the sake of something. I'm, it's a trade-off. Um, when I let go of that stuff, there's a different kind of thriving that happens that is so much better. It's really delicious. It makes me feel more me. Um, and it's not sort of that manic, like, Melissa, you're doing it. You know, it's that grind culture. It's the antithesis to that grind culture. It's, I can still produce the things that I want to do in a very good way that make me feel whole physically, emotionally, and mentally. I'm not trading off anything for productivity. And I saw this really interesting thing on Instagram last night. It was just a, a, it was a, it was a reel of this woman painting. She's sitting on the floor and she's painting a wall in her house. And she said, clearing space, slowing down and clearing space so that I can take care of my house. And I think it went on, there was like a, in the captions or in the whatever, there was a, her talking about how, you know, before she was so in her head about this project and that project that there, she was letting a lot of things go. And now being back in my home after being gone for six months, I'm looking at exactly how many things in my my home I've really just let slide because I'm doing things like walking in, throwing my coat in the closet so that I can, you know, be productive in some way. And sometimes it's it's productivity for really good reasons. Like it's so I can start a, start a pot of soup that I can box up and put in the pantry at sunrise or take to the people that we serve. You know, I'm doing good things with it, but I'm not always going about it in the best way and honoring who I am. So I guess that's what I'm thinking about with Thrive. It's this way of honoring who you are. And what I've noticed this last year too is that I am changing my brain chemistry, more ease, more rest. And I think the slowing down is shifting my anxiety. And that I think is part of the clearing space because sometimes that space isn't that I have so many things in my my schedule. It's cluttered with my brain, my brain beating myself up because I'm not getting enough done. 
creating a to-do list that is just absolutely impossible to get done. You know, all those things that those problems that I create for myself. And I've noticed that my anxiety is really shifting. And I, I know people like my anxiety has been really major in my life for most of my life. Um, it affects me on a daily basis for at least the last, I would say, 15, 20 years. But, you know, that's because I got, think I got more um, aware of it, more realistic. I got my diagnosis of anxiety about 20 years ago, a little, little over 20 years ago. Um, so before I think the things I was doing, I didn't know was anxiety. And now I'm very aware of that. And so for a lot of times, people would say, you got to quiet the anxiety, you got to manage the anxiety. And once you do that, then, and I would be like, well, screw that. That's not going to happen because, you know, I go to therapy, I'm on meds, I do all this stuff. And right now I am doing some therapy, um, but I'm not on meds. And I haven't been for a little bit. And I've, I've been on meds very few times in my life, but a few years ago, I decided with my dad dying and my aunt dying and my partner having a stroke, my best friend's mom dying and all the stuff that was going on. And then the pandemic hit, I thought maybe it's time to try it again. And I just had a really awful experience. I felt terrible and we couldn't find the right dosage or the right med. And so I just decided, you know, I'm feeling a lot better than I was. So maybe I just build on this in a different way. And for me, that worked. I have nothing against meds. There's a lot of people out there that can be very, very successful on meds. It was just taking more energy out of me where I felt like this energy I could be putting towards doing the things that help my brain chemistry instead of you know being sick from the meds to help my brain chemistry. So for me, that was the choice that I made. Um, it is definitely worth having a good conversation with your doctor, an open, honest conversation. Um and figuring out what's best for you. But what I found is, as I've slowed down this last year, my brain chemistry is really shifting. Like I'm really able to see the pattern, the patterns of my brain better so that I can say, oh, look what's coming. Whereas before, I would be in it because I'd be going zoom, 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 zoom. I would be just, you know, spinning around a lot. And then all of a sudden, I'm in a moment of high emotion or I'm in a panic attack or something, but I'm in it before I realize. And now I can feel it coming because I've slowed down. And so I go, oh, this is what I can do for that. And when I was in dialectical behavior therapy, there were a lot of times that I didn't understand that, that other people could see it coming and I was only seeing it once I was in it. And that has been one of the biggest things I've done for myself to help myself thrive. Um, so I did this challenge myself in December because I wanted to experience it before I taught it for you guys. So the number one thing that I think right now, as we're beginning the Thrive Challenge, if you're interested in coming along on this journey with me, and I will talk about it here in the podcast, but it'll be around social media. Um, to get sort of everything, go to the Facebook page or go to the Facebook group Thrive 2024. And that's where I'll dump every single piece of whatever. There's a couple social media things that I think I can't share there. Um, like, Oh, I think I can. Everything should be able to be shared there. Um, but if you just want to kind of follow around more lightly and you don't need a 30-day challenge, that's cool. Just, you know, check in on what's happening here at the podcast or check out the blog every once in a while. You know, just follow us around and you'll get little pieces and parts of it. But again, if you want the whole thing, go to the Facebook group, Thrive 2024. I think you might be able to access it from a yogi kitchen on Facebook. 
Um, but you can just do a, a, a Facebook search also. So that's sort of what I've been thinking about Thrive right now. And what I'm inviting you to do is I want to invite you to think about the times where you feel the happiest, the times where you feel most you. And when I teach Breathe Online, I use vacation as an example of when we're being really present with who we are. And also when we're doing the things that we most want to do without worrying about productivity or obligation. I feel like those are big grind culture words. And we want to step away from those, at least for this next 30 days. I mean, we all have some obligations, right? Um, And we all want to be productive members of society. It's just that grind culture saying you're not enough unless you have, you know, 15 projects going on at once, or you produce like some huge project, Nobel Peace Prize worthy project. Um, and, and gardening is, you know, fun, but not really worth anything. Um, so I want us to shift our mindset about that. So I want you to think about vacation. And I'm not talking about the family vacation that you're kind of dreading, but you ended up having fun. I'm talking about when you plan a vacation. And if you've never planned a vacation, And there was a long time I hadn't planned one. Like I was just sort of taken along for the ride or there's a lot of people in this world that don't go on vacation. And so if you haven't planned your own, take a moment to think what would my perfect vacation be? And don't worry about money and don't worry about time. If money were not an issue and time weren't an issue, if I could go wherever I wanted for a month, for six weeks, whatever your perfect vacation time is, what would you do? Would you go to Greece and lay on the beaches and eat the freshest seafood ever and paint or go for long walks or whatever it is? Would you go to Paris and spend every day in a museum and eating street food? And I mean, would you go to Argentina? You know, there's there's so many. Would you stay in the United States? Would you stay in your home, your home um, city? And staycations are beautiful, but I'm not talking about a staycation. I'm talking about planning things outside of your regular routine. Because I feel like staycations are sort of this awful, awful byproduct of grind culture is we're so exhausted all the time. We want to stay home and just do nothing. We want to stay home and catch up with all the stuff that we're not getting done because we're working so hard or we're so focused on productivity. So think about your vacation. And I'm going to put this out there. When you're on vacation is when you're truly thriving. It's when you're getting enough rest, when you're doing things that are really enjoyable, when your brain chemistry gets to shift and relax. And I know this isn't true for every single person. So maybe, maybe the the caveat here is vacation by yourself or with like one person, your loved one, your best friend, whatever. But I know like I have a friend who... They go on vacation and she's like, well, my partner gets a vacation. I get all the managing the kids' emotions and making sure they have enough socks for the whole time and you know all that stuff. So it's a lot of work for one partner and it's fun for the other partner who doesn't get why the first partner is really uptight. Um, so let's take that, that out of the equation. Or if you could take help with you so that you don't have to worry about the kids' socks or worry about you know whatever, trying to navigate a new city just purely what you enjoy. So dream about that. 
because I believe that's when we thrive. Like I think about the vacations that I've really loved, the week at the beach in North Carolina where we just played in the water and ate leisurely meals that um, we all took turns preparing and it was fun preparing and played poker until late in the night. And once in a while, like went into the nearest city and did a little exploring, went to a couple museums, like how relaxed I was and how much I laughed and, you know, how good I felt about my relationships and about me. And I just think about some of those times and how excited I've been when I'm in a new city to like figure out the train, the subway system and, you know, walking around places and seeing, ooh, there's a lot of people that look like locals at this restaurant. I'm going in there and just kind of wandering and exploring a new place. Um, those are the times where I feel the best about who I am. And it always inspires and motivates me. And I think, all right, I'm going to go home and this is what we're going to do. And then you get in that cycle again. You get in that stress. You get in that grind culture, that hustle. And all of that goes away sometimes really, really quickly. Um, so I invite you to think about times where you have been sort of in that thrive mode. And I'm, again, suggesting it's vacation is a really great example. But if there's other times where you feel, oh, remember when I just, you know, had a project that I worked on like four hours a day and I took time to see friends and I took time to read and take baths and that project was one of the best things I've ever done. And if you're like, what the frick would that be like? I, I think that's... um that's telling because I don't know what that looks like. Whenever I have a project, I'd leave it to the last minute and then I have to like rush and get it done. Um, so my invitation to you is just think about the word thrive. And again, it's not doing more, it's doing less, maybe so that you can do more, but doing less this month so that we can create some new habits, so that we can feel our wholeness again, we can feel how our interconnectedness with the world, with the people around us, we can be present. And I don't think we do that by moving quickly. I think we do it by slowing down. So think about that and think about the things that you want for slowing down this next 30 days. And let's um, take a moment and do a little meditation. Okay, so usually when I say let's do a meditation is when I pause. So if I want to go warm my coffee up or whatever, I have a moment to do it. And also I invite you to do whatever you need for sacred space, to create sacred space for yourself. And I forgot to say that. So if you want to pause me, go ahead and light a candle, spritz some essential oils around, I like to meditate lying flat on my back, on my mat. I don't do it on my bed, but I do like to do it like on a hard surface. But you could be sitting if you have um, a couple blankets. I suggest that you fold them up and sit sort of towards the edge of the blanket so your pelvis tilts forward. If you have twinkle lights to turn on, do that. Whatever it is, play some soft music. Um, obviously, nothing that is too engaging. You just want it to be sort of, 
you know, nothing that you're going to be like, oh, let me sing these words along with, you know, just play something soft without words. I like to sometimes meditate to rain sounds or ocean sounds. Um, So go ahead and do that and then we'll settle in and we'll just do some quiet breathing together. So once you get settled into whatever position feels good to you, and it's perfectly okay to get into one position and then decide, you know, I think I want to switch. People think they have to be like statues in meditation, and it's not true. It's okay to move. I mean, ideally, there's some stillness, but if you have to move, you have to move. It's not a big deal. So just start taking some nice, long, deep breaths in through your nose and out through the nose. On your exhalation, see if you can release any tension in your body. Relax your shoulders. Relax your jaw. Relax your abdominal muscles. Open your hands wide. Stretch, stretch, stretch them wide and then just release them. Relax them down. Relax your glutes. Relax your feet. You're just releasing any tension that you can on the exhalation, really noticing that's sinking down into yourself. And I invite you to picture a time in your life that you are generally pretty happy. It can be as a child. It can be when you first moved out of your college dorm and you started your your adult life. It could be the day your kids were born or you know, that the time after your children were born. When you retired. When you bought your home and started working on it. Whatever it is for you, think about and feel that. Feel that pleasure physically, emotionally, and mentally. And a lot of those have some anticipatory um, moments in them. You you have your baby, you're holding them, you're thinking about what's to come. Who is this kid going to be as they grow up? You buy your first house, you're thinking about what it's going to look like when you paint it the way you want, make the garden the way you want. So sink into that anticipation, that eagerness for life. What does that feel like? Is that happiness? Is that joy? Is it contentment? As always, there is no right or wrong answer.
Notice where you're having sensations right now. Are you having feelings in your body? Is your body feeling relaxed? Did your body tense up as you started thinking about some of those things? And then I invite you to just check in with your brain and notice what's happening in your brain. So I like to think sometimes about my thoughts as little pinpricks of light. And so when you're thinking about that time, are there lots of pinpricks of light? Or is your brain sort of not thinking about much, just feeling? You're, you're feeling it in your body. And they're, we're all different. There's no right or wrong. And notice how those pinpricks are moving. Maybe you're feeling inspired and motivating, motivated and those pinpricks are kind of swirling around really quickly. Maybe that thought really relaxed you and there's only a few pinpricks and they're just floating. And then finally, I want you to take all of that, how you're feeling physically, what's going on mentally, and bring it to your heart space. So that's right at the breastbone. And this is the energy that swirls around loving kindness and compassion. And the color that corresponds with this anahata chakra is green. It can be any color green that you want, but I encourage you to just imagine there's a green glow right at your heart space. As you inhale, feel your breastbone rise. Everything expands. As you exhale, the breastbone sinks down, everything relaxes. On each inhalation, picture that green glow at your heart space is getting brighter and expanding a little bit. And as you exhale, it's just going to pause, it's going to stay right there. And then on your next inhalation, it's going to expand and glow even brighter. This is the energy I want, I hope, I encourage you to connect with as we're focusing on Thrive. So keep breathing, keep feeling that. Sometimes when I do this, I feel warmth. The green glow has some warmth to it. Notice if that's your experience.
We're going to keep breathing. You're going to stay right where you are for a moment. And I want to introduce a different idea briefly. This act of slowing down, this is happening right now. Meditating, sitting to listen to a podcast, or just relaxing to listen to an audiobook. This is slowing down. People hear slowing down and it feels very threatening sometimes. Going to a yoga class, especially if it's a slower yoga class, like a yin class or gentle or um, restorative yoga. That is the slowing down that helps the brain chemistry shift, that helps us physiologically, helps the muscles relax, increases circulation, creates a sense of wellness and well-being in us. This is the energy that also helps us deprogram from grind culture. That helps us with all those ingrained thoughts that are so prevalent in all the messaging that we get. That you have to do no more to be worthy. If you don't have that number in your bank, if you don't in your bank account, if you don't have that name on your door, the letters behind your name, that you're not worthy. And we hear that, we get that messaging everywhere we look. I invite you to breathe into this idea. Nice long inhalation. Nice long exhalation. You are worthy because you breathe. You are enough right now, exactly how you are. Take a few more breaths, and then I'm going to talk a little bit about what's coming up. All right, I'm going to do more of those this year because if we're focusing on slowing down, I want to offer you as many opportunities to slow down. So you can go back in past episodes. I try to put it in the titles. I don't know that I always do. Um, I do a bunch of check-in meditations because our yoga community, I'm going to tell you how to be part of our yoga community um, in a different way than just the podcast in a moment. But our yoga community, we start almost every class with a check-in. A lot of times I lead you through it, but if I don't lead you through it, I say, okay, take a few minutes and do your check-in right now. Um, and I'm going to go back to leading you guys through it because we're, we're starting to see some new people. Um, our community is growing. Uh, so we're going to do more of those, and hopefully, I keep saying I'm going to do this, but hopefully I'm going to do some more like reels or things on Facebook page where you can see me do a little practice. I asked my partner recently to take some more pictures of me because I'm, I'm using the same pictures over and over for all my posts. Um, I know you guys are sick of seeing them. So what is coming up at a Yogi Kitchen? It's January. So this week we are, we are at um, Sunrise Project. 
it is a is a heavy seva week. Seva is our practice of selfless service or service from the heart. And at Yogi Kitchen, we're really involved in our communities. Whether you are here in Lawrence, Kansas with us, sometimes I spend part of my year in Chicago, whether you're part of the Chicago community, whether you're somewhere way across the world, you can still be part of our community here uh, in the blog, in the podcast, on Facebook, um, and and then have action, take action in your local community. That's a lovely, lovely thing. So we're here. We're going to be cooking from 12 to 3 at sunrise on Tuesday. And we're there all day long from 10 till about 7, 6.30 or so on Wednesday. And you do not have to commit to a whole day. You can commit to an hour. You go, you know what? I think I'm going to leave lunch. I'm going to take an actual lunch from work and I'm going to go chop with some people and we laugh and we have a good time and we tell stories and you connect and you meet new people and it's really, really lovely. It's a lovely time. So that's our, that's our big practice this week. I haven't found out about Thursday pop-up. We're probably having a pop-up yoga class on Thursday. So stay tuned for that. And if you are new here, you may not know that all of our classes right now are on Zoom. So you can join us on Zoom. Um, it means that we can be a yoga family that is from all over. Right now, we're all over the country. Every once in a while, we get someone from not in the United States. But we're, we're all over the United States, um, and you're welcome to join us. I try to make classes so that it works for people in all the different time zones. Um, there's some that it doesn't, unless you're a really early person, Saturday mornings at 830 is what works for the Midwesterners and the East Coast people. So we've been doing that Saturday, 8.30 a.m. on um, Central Time on Zoom is one of our most loved classes. It's lay down and roll around yoga. So it's a real slowing down. Um, but it's a nice way to start the weekend, especially if you had a hard week. Um, we just get up and we're, we get in all our joints. We move all the muscles. We do it gently. And most of it is lying down. People do do it on their beds. Um, especially if you have a health issue or if you are differently abled, sometimes beds are easier than being down on the floor. And of course, if you do have a health issue or you're differently abled, you can always text me 785-760-5412 or email email mel at ayogikitchen.com and just let me know your concerns and we can have a chat about it and figure out before you come to class. Um, this week will probably be slow flow either Thursday morning or Thursday evening. And I'll let everyone know very, very soon. If you're not following us, go to the Facebook page, a Yogi kitchen. That's where most of the information comes out most consistently. We're on Instagram. I'm now on threads, which is weird. I haven't figured it out. And I'm actually on X still. Um, I don't know if I'm going to stay there, but it's just, it's part of my social media platform. It just posts there automatically. And I've kind of not really thought hard about it yet. I need to. Um, so that's coming up this week. We This Thrive Challenge is going until, I think it's like Valentine's Day. Um, we had to, we chose to <laughs> reschedule the potluck that was this Saturday, Sunday, this last Sunday, yesterday, and the burning bowl. And we're going to do that next Sunday is the time that it works out for most people. So Sunday for sure, it's going to not be at noon. It's going to be later than noon, but I'll let you know for sure. I'm thinking right now around two o'clock and we'll have a weird midday meal 
like a late lunch, early dinner kind of situation. Um, and then we'll do the burning bowl. So I hope you'll join us for that. We are still doing, uh, we're partnering with Sunrise Project to do Share the Warmth, where you can donate coats, hats, scarves, gloves. Um, generally, Sunrise does not take sweatshirts or sweat or sweaters or things like that, but I will take them. Um, I have people to share with. Oh, and thank you to everyone who consistently donates, whether you're coming to class or not, especially to the people who were continuing their monthly donate donations when I wasn't teaching very much. Last year, I was in Chicago, my mom died, and we had sort of a limited number of classes and I canceled a lot. And people kept donating, their, they kept their monthly donation. And that has helped us so much, I can't even tell you. It kept me in Wi-Fi and everything while this was going on, but also that money has been set aside. And so I have that money. Um, when I first got back to Lawrence, I was able to buy some needed goods for a family. And recently we have a new family that we're helping out and some of that money has helped with them too. And that's been really, really lovely. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was, it was beautiful and lovely that that was there to be able to help. So thank you so much. If you kept your donations going, regardless of what was going on with me. Um, and if you're coming to classes and some of you have been donating a little extra lately, um, because you haven't, because I haven't been having classes, that's been helping a lot too. It helps me put gas in my car and, you know, be able to live, but it also helps our community. So thank you so much for that. Um, we do have this new family at this point, their needs are for food. And so we're doing pretty well on that. But if you want to make a donation to help us buy some staples, we don't always get, like, I hardly ever get butter. If I give butter to someone, it's because I bought it. Uh, sometimes we get milk, but usually it's because I buy it for them. So those kinds of staples, and I, I've never donated flour, sugar, salt, pepper to anyone, and I bet you they'd love it. But it's just, you know, I feel like butter is more expensive, more important, or milk is more important than buying them flour. Um, so we're happy, happy, happy to have your donations. And you can do that at the website, ayogikitchen.com. That, I think, is what I have to say right now. That's what's coming up. And um, keep looking around for Thrive 2024. That's going to be the hashtag. So you can look it up and, and stay up to date with the Thrive Challenge. I hope you're feeling like to this morning or whatever time you're listening to this is slowed down a little bit and you're feeling that peace within you or that possibility of peace and what slowing down might do for you. Come back. Join us often. Shoot me an email or a text anytime to share your um, experiences. I love follow-ups and feedback. Talk to you soon.